Likewise, how's everything? Chilling, bro. Can't complain. I know it's very early. Have you? I, have, I haven't had my coffee yet. How about you? Same, bro. Same. I was just sharing with the the team that I think this is the first uh, time we've had our Zoom like at this this early. So it was like a uh, little lot of moving parts, but we're here. We're here. We're here. And we're excited to meet you. Um, I yeah. understand uh, you recently had a, a birthday. How was this birthday? I sure did. Uh, different from any other with your uh, new success and uh, opportunities. Oh, that's actually interesting. It was about, it was my first time um, doing like a little something for my birthday. Usually, I would uh, you know, you I would go for you know I would chill with like two or three friends or like for the last two years. I don't even know how many years it's been now. Uh, like during the pandemic, I didn't do basically anything. Right. Uh, I think I was just like at home watching Netflix with like my partner <laughs> at the time. And then this is my first time, like we organized a thing. We got a little venue, a little lounge. I know some people that had a little private lounge. I invited a bunch of people from the Montreal scene, all of my friends too, of course. And we kind of made a little music night. And that was, uh, yeah, it was my first time like organizing a party or like being the the host. So, right. Yeah, but it was funny. Oh, that sounds cool. You, you said you actually got, got some music done in that process. So is any of the music that you got done or focused on uh, during, during your birthday, was, mm -hmm. that, was that music be uh, on this upcoming project or some of them? Unfortunately not, unless we do like a <laughs> deluxe version. It might, it might show up on there. The way I usually work is like I pile up, I stack up a lot of music. I make a lot of music. So um, usually the way it goes is like I'll have like a project already you know, pretty like a uh, curated, right. at least almost like half a year ahead of time. So specifically for this one, I had a pretty tight idea of what I wanted to put on there. We had some singles that were already out almost a year ago now, if I'm not mistaken, like the first singles of the EP that's about to come out um, are going to be, uh, were, were released uh, almost a year ago. So we 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 don't we don't tend to drop the song that I made yesterday on the, on the tape there, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, no, absolutely. You know, and we got a uh, chance to uh, listen to some of your music, and I must tell you, it, it's uh, it's unique and eclectic. Uh, it's like a gumbo. Uh, you know, no song sounds like the next. So I'm really excited for you in this project. Uh, how was your show you just recently had? We're so excited to go uh, at Ludlow this uh, your showcase. How did it go? And what was yeah, some of the oh man. Oh man, that was so nice. Uh, Ludlow was amazing. It was my second show, United States, only wow. right behind the LA show that I had done two days before. So that was a uh, that was a nice first experience. It was a very intimate crowd, a very intimate little place. Sound was great, so I felt good about that, and I think I left a good impression. I think that's what these right. little showcases are about, you know, just kind of doing your thing. So I went on there, did my little. Did my little dance and my little thing. And you did the Zach. You did the you know, Zach. I did the ZZ thing, bro. Now I have fun. I have fun, bro. Performance is always a blast for me. Great. Um, so what can you uh share with 360 and 360's audience uh about Zach? Like who's Zach? Hey, I've had to answer that question many times, and every time so the, the the answer is bound to change. You see what I mean? Who is Zach Zoya? Zach Zoya in the music context is a singer-songwriter, uh, R&B, hip-hop, and pop vocalist. Uh, but it's so it's so interesting that you would ask that question because I just had like a crazy big talk 
with one of the homies that I met in New York, actually. And he was like, who are you? <laughs> and like, we went down, you know, the rabbit hole. We went down to the core. And I think who I am is curious, bro. That's what I came up with. I'm curious. So nice. I'm just, I'm a free spirit. I go out there. I look at everything. And I'm just passionate about learning new things. So when it comes to music, that's what I do. Like, I try to find new ways to mix words together and do new things. Right. When it comes to business, like the industry, I'm so curious as to what my whole team does. I'm like, I want to get to know what every moving part is and what everybody does. That way I can have an understanding of like what is going on. Because my fun, the fun I get out of everything, my reward in life is to learn to feel like I know more than yesterday. So I would say Zach is curious, bro. Absolutely. And I think that you explained that uh, very well. And curiosity is what will uh, gain knowledge. You know, you can't be afraid to, uh, to explore. So I think exactly. that was, that's dope. And I, we, can, we can obviously see that in your, in your growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with, the, with this uh, new project and your music, uh, what inspires your sound? Where does your sound, uh, where does your sound come from? Uh, I would have to start by saying my sound comes from my homies because like I said, I'm a vocalist, but I'm not just a vocalist. I'm strictly a vocalist. So I don't touch the keyboard. I tried. I'm not quite there yet. And my homies are a lot better than me. So I rely on my close friends, Saran, Yuki Dreams again, Miko, uh, to make uh, music with me. And so my sound depends on what they come up with that day. Uh-huh. So, and I think that's one of my qualities too. I, I, I'm very versatile so I can hop on whatever. So, hey, we made a we made a 90s beat two days ago Uh and we're going to make a funk beat tonight and we can make a trap beat in between. And I just try to adapt myself to what they come up with. And, you know, so I try to be genderless in that way. But uh, of course, if you were to look at my music, I would say it's mostly melody driven. So it starts with melodies. Uh, It's very emotional. I think I use music as an outlet for my emotions to be vulnerable. And so it talks about love a lot, talks about feelings a lot. It talks about being vulnerable or it's, it's a, it's a testament. It's like me being, it's a display of my vulnerability. Absolutely. No, I definitely can hear that. So with this new track, uh, Smoke and Dance, what, mm-hmm. what, what, Zach, what are you smoking? I know you're from Canada and what are you <laughs> dancing? Who, like, who are you dancing to? Who's in your record player? Like, let, let's, let, let us in. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm smoking on CBD, bro. That light stuff. <laughs> that light stuff, bro. We can't afford to to be too high in it. Um, uh, Smoking Dance is about like, uh, it's an anthem, bro. It's like literally it's a song I made with these same guys I just mentioned. Uh, Smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. I don't know if you're aware, but down down up here, I don't know where you're at, but up here in Canada, uh, the restrictions were crazy during the pandemic. So Smoke and Dance is like a song I made at the worst moment of the pandemic where we couldn't go out. It was like we had curfews at 8 p.m. We had to like, we couldn't see friends and stuff. So me and my friends were kind of like breaking laws just to go in the studio. We were three. Mind you, we were three, but I was still illegal. And we made that song. Basically, it's like manifesting what the summer at the end of the pandemic would look like. So a free summer is kind of like a big party it's meant to be danced to, you know, it's meant to enjoy. And like smoking is, it's funny, but smoking is a very communal social thing. You know right. what I mean? Like you would share a joint, right? right? It's part of what it, it's part of the culture. And then at that specific moment, it was kind of a thing where like, you wouldn't want to share a joint because you don't know who, who might get, 
who might have the COVID on, in the yeah. group. Trying, like, hey, I'll hey. pass. Right? I'll pass. I'll pass. Literally don't. pass. I'll pass it. I'll pass. So right. smoking and dancing is literally two things that as a group, as a crew, as a as a family, we couldn't do. So it's me like, this is this is my summer, bro. Smoking dance is going to be my summer. Nice. Nice. So how has it um, even been uh, in New York? Uh, you know, experiencing New York and it's just being your uh, first two couple of shows. Mm -hmm. uh, how's that experience been? Have you ever been to New York before? I have as a tourist. So I had the privilege to kind of uh, travel a lot as a kid. My mom took me around. My dad took me around. So I, have, I had done the, you know, Statue of Liberty, uh, Ellis Island, like the museums right, and the stuff the like that. Right. But really strictly as a tourist, I had the chance. I think it, I was in uh, in. 2016 or I was 16 actually I was 16 or 17 and I won a contest to do team backpack I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with team backpack um like a talent competition exactly uh for like MCs in New York and I, I had the chance to go down there somewhere in Brooklyn I forgot the name of uh Ortiz uh it's uh a big guy from New York like somebody people would know on the scene who organizes that event so I I did the audition i made it over there and it was my first music experience there we did a little audition and funny thing actually toby a fellow canadian uh from toronto if i'm not mistaken actually won the competition and i didn't know at the time that he was there but he was right there on stage so that was my second experience uh musically i guess in new york mm -hmm. but my first real real one and it's so refreshing bro the energy is so good one thing about new york oh, people yeah. are like genuine they'll be a little yeah. they'll be a little rough you know what I mean? <laughs> right little, the edges. I don't care yeah. type of energy, but they'll be real with you. And I can definitely tell that there's a true, genuine appreciate appreciation for music. You know, it's the birthplace oh, yeah. of hip hop. So people are yeah. definitely like, they'll listen to your stuff very carefully and like they'll tell you their genuine feedback. And that I, I really appreciate. No, absolutely. Uh tell uh, tell us how growing up in Canada and that that the experience of you transforming into this artist and having a multicultural background what was what was that like hmm. it's a good question <laughs> um it's many things it's definitely many things i think i was fortunate well, how that shaped you to be who you are today or reflect as an artist right um well i think it's at the very core of who, when i said like I'm, I'm a very curious person and like i kind of depend on what my homies do in terms of beat and everything I think that versatility that I have comes from the fact that my there's a duality to my identity where, you know, I'm black, I'm white because my I'm a mix. I have the South African influences from my dad's side. I have the French Canadian influences from my mom's side. So not only Canadian, but French Canadian, which is another dynamic, very specific to where I'm from. And the English and French dynamic that we hear, that we have here in Montreal being a very multicultural city with like a bunch of different races and uh, uh, ethnicities and just different cultures just uh, I was going to say clash but it's not really clash they mingle you know they mix in together and uh, I think I'm at the very center of that and it's been just like I think it gives me uh, it gives me freedom to kind of just explore in any direction and I think that's why I use versatile a lot when I uh, define myself because you know I wasn't like there wasn't this one way to make it out for lack of a better term. It's not like this one thing that everybody does, like maybe in bigger cities or where in cities where people 
have already like a clear path of like uh, a lot of people made it that way. So I don't, I'm saying, I don't know, but I don't know, you're from Brooklyn and a lot of people from Brooklyn rap in this specific way. So you're gonna, you're from Brooklyn. So you're gonna rep where you from. So you're gonna rap in that specific way. We don't have that in Montreal or I didn't live that personally. And so my experience was a very free one where I kind of got to explore everything. And I think that comes from my cultural background as well. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So piggybacking or just segue into your, your new project, what inspired your new project specifically and, and the title, No Love Is Ever Wasted? That's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> you know what right? I mean? That's a very strong title. And um, yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean to you and what inspired this project? So, yeah, the, the concept behind it is basically I was going through the songs, right? I was going through yeah. the list and I was like, what is it that because I had a bunch of songs that I knew I wanted on there that kind of represented where I was going artistically, creative and like music sonically, maybe is the right term. And I was like, what is it that what is it that puts that connects all of these songs? And I realized that they were all love songs, even smoke and dance, even smoke and yeah. dance is basically about. Ah, uh, call me around seven. I'll roll up a little something to smoke. You know, like it's still yeah. an invitation. It still is that at the core, and I can't seem to get away from that when I write music. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that, like I said earlier, I think music for me is a very emotional thing, and it's a very it's an outlet for me to be vulnerable and emotional. And so they're all love songs. And so I knew it was, it was gonna have to do with love. And then I had this epiphany where I realized that like. I have this thing about being efficient, right? I have this thing where like, sorry, if I learn an instrument or if I do something or if I'm in a relationship, um, I tend to feel some type of way about not finishing it or it's not ending well. I feel like I wasted time. If I learn guitar and I try for two months and then I'm not a guitarist at the end of that, I feel like I wasted that time or I felt like I wasted that time. Same thing in a relationship. You're in a relationship for half a year and then it doesn't work out and it ends, it comes to an end. You kind of feel like you wasted that time. But then I kind of had this thought where like, no, no, that's not, that time is not wasted. That love you put out there in the world, you're enthusiasm your passion for anything that could be relationship that could be your hobbies that could be cleaning up your house it can be like just little things like that the love you give out and you put out there is never wasted you're just stacking up on good karma so don't convince yourself that if you don't have a the expected results to something so you had this clear idea i'm gonna start guitar and i'm gonna be a guitarist by the end of the year well maybe you won't be that but you'll, you will have learned so many other things in the process. Maybe you didn't end up with that girl. Maybe you didn't end up with that guy, but you learned from that relationship, you know, and that connection you have with that other human being, it's never wasted. I I think I I needed to convince myself of that. So no love is ever wasted. It's kind of a message to me telling myself, Hey bro, no, don't, don't convince yourself that that love is wasted. Cause then it, it, it makes you scared to give out love to be you need to be generous with your love you need to give it out more than you expect to receive it back that's kind of what i mean yeah yeah and i think that's very uh very mature and uh and a great uh perspective to have on life overall so you know i definitely try to live my life in that uh concept as well so i think that that's dope <laughs> and i definitely identify with that and and and, and people will will, will will resonate with that as well for sure Sure, appreciate that, man. 
I can't help looking at this notepad. This this is uh, just uh, like your uh, planner. I knew, I knew he was about to say something. <laughs> I'm like, those are your like thoughts running through your head. That's my game plan, bro. It's like right. short-term goals, uh, long-term goals, the little things I need to do like this week. Uh-huh. And then in the middle, that's my mantras. That's like right. no love is ever wasted was first written in the middle right there. That's where I come up. That's where I come up. Like, I feel like writing and having it in front of your face. Like you could, we all have a phone, right? It's so easy. I can have so many notes, but to have it in your face, every time I wake up, I have this thing and it it hits me every time. I'm reminded yeah. of those things that I think are important. So I update it every so often. I put some new things in there that uh-huh. I find inspiring. Uh, I put my like my grocery list on there too. It's just like a, <laughs> in it's in corner. my face every morning. Yeah. Nah, that's <laughs> cool. I think that's dope. That's so Thank dope. You, man. And it was a uh, it was a pleasure talking with you also. And just one just to one more question or uh, within the experience of you making music and being to work with a lot of great producers and writers, uh, who's uh, impacted you or influenced you the most? And what was it like working with, uh, you know, Giveon and World and uh, these uh, power, you know, power hitters that believe in you? Hold up, who? Uh, Giveon uh, or, or World. Hold up, are you? They worked with also, uh, they say it said that you uh, uh so some producers that worked on that you may have worked with possibly. Uh, okay, no, what I think you're referring to is Boy Wonder who worked with with, pro- with Giving On and them. Nice, okay. So Boy Wonder being a like a massive producer out of Toronto, legendary producer who I think you're correct worked with uh Giving On. No, who's the other one you mentioned? World. Uh huh. Hmm. Uh, so I, I worked on Patience with uh, Boy Wonder. That's uh, that's one of my friends' friends, too. Shout out okay. to Cardinal Fishow, big Toronto legend. And I had the chance to work with Autumn on a song called Patience. It was a very, uh, you know, it was, I think it was throughout the, if I'm not mistaken, it was during the pandemic. So we, unfortunately, then we didn't get to meet in person. Uh, we did get to meet in person, but after the fact, we didn't get to work in person. And uh, it was so to reach that higher echelon mm-hmm. and not that like there's lesser and bigger artists, but to reach that like higher level of like, you know, experience and just yeah. like the way these guys work is just so inspiring. I try, once, once again, like I said, I'm a very curious person. So I try to absorb everything anytime mm-hmm. I get presented with one of these opportunities. And so working with a guy like Boy Wonder is just like, oh, the new league. Okay, now I can step up now. It's also like kind of a a validation mark where it's like, oh, my music is at that level. You know what I mean? Like we have a song together. Like that's that music that I used to look up to. Technically, now I'm part of that. Right. So that's a full circle moment for me. And I think musically too, it's just so inspiring to see where their head is at at that specific moment. You know, like from the outside, sometimes there's artists you look up to and you they drop something and then you you think about it and you're like oh man he must be like 10,000 years ahead of that already like he he probably has some stuff in the bank that i can't even fathom you know what i mean and so to be to be working on something with one of these artists on that day kind of oh that's what he's up to right now type of thing you see what i mean like yeah. it it puts you in perspective and i think that's so refreshing Absolutely. What's fun? One of your most favorite records of your new project, which which one? My new rec of my new um, new project. I would say uh, "All Alone in the Universe," which is going to be a deep cut. 
it'll be on the the EP, not as a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why is honestly, that? Honestly, they're all my favorites. You know what? The, the, the advantage like my baby. of an EP, <laughs> the, the beauty of an EP is that it's a short and sweet thing, right? Right. So I get to put all my favorite. This literally a collection, a That's compilation great. of my favorite songs. So I was gonna say all alone the universe, but then again, smoking dance is my, oh, it's my jam. Yeah. I and look out because I got. Cause I got Upper Hind coming out next with my bro Saran, and that's gonna be a smash too. Like right. there's these three records you need to look out for, bro. Mm, it's gonna be a good and, one. Um, I wanted. What was the inspiration behind? Um, I heard one of your songs, uh, "Stranger at My House." Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that that's very that, that I love the the is that an electric guitar or in the in the uh, in the back? I think it is. Having an acoustic vibe. It exactly. What was that? What's very that organic. Like yes. we had like. Three instruments. That's all Saran. That's all my boy Saran that played it. Shout out he's to on the song, he actually. That. He's also featured, but he produced the whole thing by himself. And yeah, the song is literally because we go at Saran's house to make music. That's the that's the spot. That's the sanctuary. That's where we like. That's where we do our thing. And like, I think it was like a next door neighbor. Somebody came through because they hear music during summer. Like we leave the windows open, so we blast music, and the neighborhood hears us, which is a good and a bad thing. And uh, so people were coming through and they were kind of not letting us create. And so the way we found around that is to create about them. And so we had this guy with this little dog that just kind of walked in the house, drank a little too much and just kind of stuck around and like he didn't really understand that it was time for him to go. So we just mm-hmm. decided to write a song about him. And once again, once again, I think Strangers in the House is a perfect example of a song that just turned into a love song afterwards because I just can't seem to escape that. It all re- always revolves around around love. And you know what? I literally say it in the, I literally say it in the song. I'm tired of writing love songs. It's kind of like a self-admitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's like a, a full, oh, look at what I'm doing right now. It's kind of like a, you know, a little jab at myself where it's like, I'm saying I'm tired of writing love song as I'm writing a love song. You see what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really love it all, but no, it's it's uh, it, it's it's a great it's a great song, one of my favorites as well. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Is there anything else you wanted to leave with us uh, or share with our uh, audience? It was great. Uh, talking to you this morning. Oh man! Oh. Well, thank you for having me, bro. It means a lot, bro. It's always Absolutely. good to to get to talk about the the craft, man. It's good. It's good vibes. Absolutely. Strangers and um sorry uh no love is ever wasted coming out in uh mid June, we got upper hand coming out mid June too, we got um we got a uh, we got a bunch of shows this summer so tap in if you're out here tap in I'll definitely be uh in California and New York uh during the summer or like you doing a little tour or anything coming uh, up I'll be around I'll be around okay. looking for opportunities networking you know uh, doing my little thing <laughs> absolutely. yeah that's it bro. Zach Zoya on all platforms, bro. Z-A-C-H-Z-O-Y-8. You know what it is.